0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Wednesday, February the 22nd. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And we're starting off with, by far, the most read story on the website today. You're not going to be able to swim in the sea at a Kent beach for a whole year because of concerns about bacteria in the water. So, reporter Rhys Griffiths joins me now with more on this one. Rhys, can you firstly tell us where the beach is?
1: Hi, Nicola. Well, St Mary's Bay is a small coastal community on the coastline south of Folkestone. on Romney Marsh. It's a short distance away from the town of New Romney and the Seaside Resort of Dimchurch.
0: So what's actually been found in the water there, Rhys?
1: Regular monitoring is carried out uh, of the seawater there all throughout the summer season and in recent years the water quality has deteriorated noticeably. What's been picked up are traces of bacteria that most commonly originate in faecal matter and these have been registered at levels which are deemed to be above the safe threshold for people to bathe in the water.
0: And what have the Environment Agency had to say about it?
1: The Environment Agency have told us that they are now going to continue monitoring the water quality at St Mary's Bay all throughout this summer. They're also carrying out investigations alongside other agencies to try and identify the source of the pollution. Now, it could come from leakages from sewerage, from septic tanks, from uh, farming operations. There are a number of potential sources of this kind of pollution. What's important to note is this is somewhat slightly different to the ongoing issues that some coastal parts of kent are experiencing with storm drains and occasional one-off flooding incidents where sewage is pumped into the sea because of heavy rainfall this looks like it's something slightly different and there may be a more ongoing situation with a source of pollution that is then draining into the sea at st mary's bay Basically, the message to the people of Kent and tourists who might be visiting the area is do not swim at St Mary's Bay. The water quality is simply not of a standard where it would be advisable to take a dip.
0: Obviously, not good news for those who do like to swim in the sea. Are any other beaches nearby affected?
1: Well, although St Mary's Bay has had its water quality rated as poor nearby Little Stone and Dimchurch are actually rated good. So there are still uh, places nearby where people can enjoy the waters safely, but there seems to be a very specific issue arising with the water at St Mary's Bay itself.
0: Reese, thank you ever so much. You can read this story on the website today and also see an aerial view of exactly whereabouts in Kent that beach is. Kent Online News. We've got some court news for you now. And two men who attempted to kidnap a woman in Swanley have been jailed for a total of more than six years. The 28 and 30 year olds tried to force her inside a stolen Ford Focus near to the railway station in November. 2018, but she managed to get away. They'd also approached a schoolgirl before later crashing into a car and attacking a woman. A 16-year-old's been charged with robbery following a stabbing in Herm Bay. It's after another teenage boy was attacked in Avenue Road and had his iPhone stolen. He was treated in hospital. The suspect is due at Crown Court next month. A court said how a Margate woman stole from cars and took her friend's phone to fund her drug addiction. Dina Mikova was caught with a stolen purse Restaurant voucher and Argos cards. When she was arrested last October, the 25-year-old from Sandhurst Place is currently pregnant with her third child. She's been given a suspended sentence, ordered to do rehab, and will have to pay nearly £700 in compensation. A drug driver who was involved in a crash on the M25 near Sevenoaks has avoided being sent to prison. The collision last July wasn't Wayne O'Dwyer's fault, but when police arrived at the scene, a roadside test came back positive for cocaine. The 51-year. Old from Kemnal Road in Chislehurst admitted the offence and has now been banned from getting behind the wheel for a year. A taxi driver from Chatham who helped smuggle Vietnamese people into the UK has also avoided going to jail. They were brought across the Channel in lorries and driven to the West Midlands. Habib Basodi was one of two men arrested in September 2021 after police raided a property. The 41-year-old from Rochester Street has been given a suspended sentence and ordered to do 200 hours of unpaid work. Now, next today, a young Kent woman has spoken to the Kent Online podcast about the lasting impact having explicit pictures leaked on socials has had on her life. Eleanor, which isn't her real name, was just 14 when her ex-boyfriend posted the images online without her consent. She's been speaking out after figures from the NSPCC show offences related related to indecent images of children, have tripled in Kent over the last five
2: years. When I was 14, I was in a relationship with a boy the same age as me. Um, And we'd been together for about, coming up to a year at this point, um, when on a family holiday, he asked me if I would send what we called nudes to each other. At this point, I didn't really know what to do, um, but essentially he convinced me to send several pictures of myself to him over Snapchat. And as I'm sure most people are aware, Snapchat will notify you if the if you've taken a screenshot of someone's photo. Um, and I didn't receive that notification. As far as I was aware, he hadn't taken a screenshot. And that was that. We didn't really speak of it again. I didn't want to do it again, so we didn't. That was in August of 2016. And then in the November of the same year, um, he ended the relationship fairly amicably. And in July of 2017, so six months after we broke up, um, it was then made aware to me that he had shared those images. Um, Essentially what had happened is he'd used an external app to save images from Snapchat without me knowing. And then he stored them in a password protected app for six months, broke up with me and then shared them.
0: That must have been a complete shock, Eleanor. How did it make you feel?
2: It was just shock and disbelief because part of me couldn't believe that these pictures were me because I'd sent them such a long time ago. I'd asked him not to screenshot. And as far as I was aware, he'd respected that. Um. So it was complete shock and disbelief and then quite soon after just sheer embarrassment.
0: I can't imagine what you were going through at the time. How has it impacted you moving forward with your life though? Has it had an impact on you long term?
2: Yeah, definitely. So we went to the police and after about two or three years of on and off investigations, three arrests were made, my phone was seized, their phones were seized and used as evidence. Um, And it really, really affected me as a person. You've got to remember, I was 14 at the time. I was just a a child Um, and it really affected my mental health. And I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and I even started to lose my hair because I was so stressed about the whole situation. Um, I was receiving threats online from people I didn't know and strangers on the internet. So naturally, that really caused me to become quite anxious and and sort of self-conscious in myself um luckily with lots of years of therapies and counseling and moving past that whole situation I've been able to get past it but that has taken a long long time.
0: And how do you feel about social media now looking back at what happened if you could speak to your 14 year old self again what sort of advice would you give to yourself or, or what would you say about using social media?
2: Ultimately, i tell her not to send the images in the first place, but I'm wise enough to know it's not that straightforward. Kids will be kids, and kids are using social media younger and younger. I got my first phone when I was in secondary school, but I know kids now as young as eight or nine with their own phones, with internet access and Snapchat and Instagram. And it's really scary to me. I think there is no safe way to send an image online at all anymore um and it took me a long time to realize that actually i'd sent the image in good faith and it was him who had stored it for six months and you know pondered on it and then eventually decided to spread it so i think my main message wouldn't be to my younger self it would be to him or to any teenager that receives a message whether it's unsolicited or solicited that you have you now have a responsibility to delete that image and make sure it does not get shared.
0: Well, the NSPCC is calling for young people to have a voice as part of the new online safety bill, and they want the government to make sure they're involved in decision-making. They're also encouraging parents to speak to their children about how to use social media safely. I've been chatting to Eleanor's mum, Maggie. Again, that's not her real name, to protect her anonymity.
3: My daughter and I, over the last six or seven years, have done a lot of work um, with the support of the wonderful NSPCC trying to make other people aware, for the most part, other parents and other children are, you know, supportive and and non-judgmental. There are, or there have been a a handful of people who've sort of been quite derogatory and negative about my daughter and basically had the attitude of, oh, well, that's your fault, you know, you took your chance and that's, you know, what happened. You, You shouldn't have done it in the first place. I would also like to say that I felt I was quite on the ball with social media and trying to protect my daughter. She's our youngest child. She didn't have a television in her bedroom until she was 15 years old. You know, she wasn't allowed to have a phone in her bedroom at night. Um, Even when she had sleepovers, she'd be embarrassed because we would make all the girls leave their phones on the landing. Um, I did know her password to her phone. When she was younger, I did use to snoop on her phone and I thought at the time I was being protective. Um now I realise I probably backed her into a corner and made her hide stuff and possibly she couldn't come to me when she really needed to. Um at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, most young people especially by the time they get to secondary school will have been introduced to sending nudes receiving nudes they will be exposed to quite extreme pornography not even necessarily that they've searched for it themselves but it will get pushed in their face and that's a really sad fact it's not going to happen to everybody But please, please, please don't think it's not going to happen to you. And at the end of the day, we've all made mistakes. You know, I'm 50 years old. When I was younger, it was behind the bike sheds. And, you know, you show me yours, I'll show you mine. The laws in this land really need to come up to date with the social media that's at the fingertips of most of our kids.
0: And you can get more information from the charity by heading to nspcc.org.uk. Kent Online reports. Another part of our council tax is going to rise from April. The Kent and Medway Fire and Rescue Authority has approved plans to increase its share of the bill by 6%. It means an extra £4.95 a year for the average bandy household. Elsewhere, Kent County councillors are going to get a 4.5% increase in their basic allowances this year. The amount they're entitled to claim is going up from about £15,700 to 16400 Those with special responsibilities will be able to get even more money. Bosses say it's based on recommendations made by an independent panel. Now, the man in charge of the union representing rail workers in Kent has told our colleagues at KMTV they're no closer to a deal which would end strike action. As you may well know, services in Kent have been brought to a stand still over recent months by members of the RMT walking out. Their dispute is over pay and conditions. Well, Mick Lynch is the General Secretary and he's been meeting members in Medway and also speaking to reporter Sophia Akin. The
4: strike's been going on since uh, May, June last year, so we're seven or eight months into it now. What we want is a, a deal. We want a square deal for our members so that uh, we negotiate contractual Uh, elements rather than having imposed on us and we get a decent pay deal and we've got a job security issue so that too many people aren't uh, made redundant. There's a whole set of detailed issues that need to be sorted. We want an agreement with the companies that's fair to them and fair to our members. So a negotiated settlement is what we're after but we're not near that at the moment.
3: And it's, uh, as you said then, it's not just pay, it's working conditions as well. So what would be your ideal um, offer in terms of pay and working conditions if you had Mm. to put a number on it? What would it be? Well, I
4: can't put a number. We put numbers on things when we negotiate with the employers. So there's a whole lot of factors into playing with each other. It's not as simple to say, well, give us this number and we'll settle because they they will say, well, if you want more money, you've got to give up more conditions. So there's a bit of an impasse at the moment. I can't just put a number and say, that's the settlement that's available. It won't work like that. It's a complex negotiation. What needs to happen is the government needs to fund the railway more more, uh, suitably because they've cut 2 billion pounds worth of funding, which is where all these uh, problems come from, the underfunding of the railway. And we're seeing that in the health service and education and lots of other public services where people are on strike. So the theme is that the government is cutting back funding uh, and working people are getting poorer. So if we get, a, if we can get an agreement that is fair to all sides, that's what we're seeking.
0: And
3: uh, it's not the only union that's striking. There are quite a few strikes hmm. happening at the moment. So why do you think um, the RMT union and train workers deserve this this improved working and pay conditions?
4: Well, many workers are striking because they're all being ripped off. is a common theme that Britain, at the moment, is not paying workers properly. That's why so many people are struggling. If people were paid properly, we wouldn't have this cost-of-living crisis. So we don't deserve more than others. We all deserve a pay rise, whether you're a supermarket worker, a construction worker, a nurse, a doctor, a carer, or, or whatever. They all deserve decent pay. And the problem in this society is that the people at the top of the society are very well looked after. They've got uh, dividends and uh, bonuses in the city, and the the stock stock market at the minute is booming. It's gone over 8,000. Uh, the FTSE 100 has gone over 8,000 as, as a level. That's a, a record high for many years. At the same time, people are using food banks, even people that are working full time, doctors, nurses, even police officers and prison officers are having to use food banks. So all of Britain deserves a pay rise, and that's why so many workers are now coming into disputes and into campaigns. So we're part of a movement of trade unions that are trying to bring up all working people at the same time. We're not in a competition with the nurses. We're not in a competition with firefighters. We want all of them to do well and we want a fairer society and that's what we're we're aiming for.
0: Four more strike dates have been announced. They're going to take place, one for your diary, on the 16th, 18th and 30th of March and then again on April the 1st. Now, Southeastern say they're working hard to understand the level of service that they'll be able to run on those days.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: A Margate woman says she's worried for her family's safety after mushrooms started growing on her kitchen ceiling. You can head to Kent Online today to see pictures of the fungus or indeed follow us on socials. Well, Sarah Jane Knight lives in the flat with her daughter and two young grandsons and is blaming it on leaks that haven't been fixed. She's compared it to TV show and video game The Last of Us which you may well have seen. With The letting agents say they have sent contractors to carry out repairs but haven't been given access to the property. A mobile CCTV unit has been set up outside a Morrison store in Sittingbourne in a bid to tackle antisocial behaviour Staff at the supermarket on Millway have been abused by a group of young people who've also stolen trolleys, bollards and eggs as well as trying to start a fire. Technology is now being used to try and catch those responsible. If you've got a dog, the Kent Wildlife Trust is urging you to keep it on a lead while out for walks this spring. It's the time of year when birds are nesting, some animals are coming out of hibernation and young lambs are in the fields. Well, experts have told us that loose dogs are one of the biggest causes of wildlife disturbance – and are a threat to livestock. Eight dog attacks on staff or livestock were reported to police in Kent last year. A Kent couple say they're £44,000 out of pocket after a builder botched renovations in their garden. Stephen and Sandra from Benenden near Tunbridge Wells had a new patio put in, but they claim the works left the foundations of their house showing. They've hired a solicitor and it's being investigated by the insurance ombudsman. The builder responsible insists the issues are a result of natural ground movements. Now, people living in part of Raynham say they're furious that more rubbish is being added to already fly-tipped waste outside their homes. Mattresses, microwaves and car parts are just some of the items dumped near garages on Scott Avenue. Residents say it's been getting worse over the last year and now they're urging the council to take action. We've been catching up with Stuart Bourne, who's
1: from the Medway Lib Dems. It's a short-term issue about trying to control it right on this street and that I think will either be CCTV or potentially some residents have talked about putting barriers up to stop only residents having access to this area. Surely we have to look at um, the cost of bulk refuge in, and the charges that Medway Council do, whether we need to look at those assessments, maybe they potentially could be uh, removed, or look at other ways we can cheapen dumping large scale waste so flight tippers are not wanting to. It in our street.
0: Well, Medway Council have been approached for a comment, but we've been on their website and they say that bulky waste collections cost either £22.50 or £41, depending on what day they come out to do a collection. They have details on their website on what can be collected as well and bulky waste is classed as anything over 25 kilograms or that doesn't fit in a normal bin. Kent Online News. A lack of lifeguards at a Kent swimming pool has led to the diving boards, rapids, slides and teaching pools being regularly closed. Visitors to Maidstone Leisure Centre at Moat Park say they're disappointed at still having to pay the same entry fee. You can read what some of the mums and dads have been saying by heading to the story on the website today. Now, the facility is run by a company called Serco and they've provided us with this statement. We apologise to all recent visitors to Maidstone Leisure Centre who have experienced disappointment at finding certain attractions at the facility not open on the day of their trip and a lack of information on our website website which would have alerted them to these programme changes. This regrettable situation has shown that as an operator, we need to improve how we communicate with customers. And as such, we have developed a new peak-off-peak plan, which details the times and days each attraction will be in operation. The new plan will provide a clear picture of what's available at the centre so that families can plan their days out better. This information will be displayed on our website, while any amends to the list of what's on will also be communicated via that channel. A former Devonham store in Kent could be turned into council offices and a £2 million revamp. The empty building on Sandgate Road is already owned by the Folkestone and Hythe Authority. A move from the Civic Centre is being considered as part of a wider town centre redevelopment plan. Councillors will be asked about it tonight. A music venue in Tunbridge Wells has been given £55,000 to pay for upgrades. Bosses at the Forum say rising costs were making it difficult to future the business they're welcoming new funding from the Music Venue Trust which will also allow them to continue with touring shows theatre productions and art exhibitions congratulations today to an Indian takeaway in Herm Bay that's won a big prize at the Nation's Curry Awards Masala Bay has been named as the best takeaway in England it's a step up from the last two years when they won best in the South East and finally Call the Midwife tours are going to be returning to the historic dockyard in Chatham the TV show is filmed at the site in Medway and has just been renewed for two more seasons. You'll be able to see some of the set locations on tours between March and October.
1: Kent Online Sports
0: Football and Gillingham midfielder Ollie Lee has announced he's retiring from the game after struggling with arthritis. The 31-year-old has thanked fans for their support but says his body won't allow him to perform to the levels he's capable of. Now He's played for the Gills more than 100 times and in that time scored 12 goals. We do wish Ollie all the very best. Best for the future and two Ken stars could feature for England's women in their latest Arnold Clark Cup match later the INS's take on Belgium following a wins over South Korea and Italy so far in the tournament Maidstone's Alessia Russo and Gravesend born Laura Coombs are both in the squad kick-off tonight is at 7.45 we'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station at KMFM tomorrow morning that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and and TikTok. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is
0: the Kent Online Podcast.